When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 39. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Kaplan. Kaplan, happy 4th of July, happy buddy. Happy 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday. 241 years young. Happy birthday, America. And happy, yeah, yeah, my wife, yes, Sparks, finally getting into America. Her first 4th of July. She passed the green card. She did. She passed. She passed. She'll be here in a few minutes to be our she guest on the pod got this over week. the wall. Got over, got over the wall. We're going to be talking all about the green card process all throughout. So. Yeah, because I don't know anything. Uh, well, you're going to find out. All I know is from coming to America. It's pretty much like that. Okay. Yeah, you got to work at McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. And, work your way up. Um, yeah, because everyone's been asking, like, well, how did it work? How did you do it? We're going to go through the whole thing. Plus, we're going to get her observations on her first week in America to see how she likes it. All but right. you can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Cap at Cap in America. Yeah, I got over 212, 213 followers last I checked. 213? So blowing up Twitter. Oh. Verified soon. Wow, step thing. over. Yeah. Step step aside, Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> coming for you. Kaplan's coming for <laughs> you. So, yeah, okay. So before we get to the pod, one big announcement. Yeah. Amazon finally working. The Amazon link on lostinamericapod.com is working. Yeah. We've had people going shopping. They go to lostinamericapod.com. They click on the link that's in the top right-hand corner. That yeah. takes them back to Amazon. They do all the regular shopping, and then boom, kickbacks are coming to us, yeah, baby. It's exciting. I, I bought something. Yeah, what'd I you saw, get? Uh, you had to give me some give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it checks in the mail. I bought the book. There's a link. There's like some weird book in the top. I just clicked on it and bought it. Oh, yeah. The, people have been asking because there's a link in the top right. You don't have to buy whatever's in that link. That right. link just takes you back to That's Amazon. A su- suggestion. Also, if you don't see that link, it's because you have an ad blocker on. A lot of people have been saying that. Mm. And so then turn your ad blocker off. Yeah, come on. This is how the internet makes money. Turn your freaking ad blockers off. People. Yeah, let us spam you. Yeah. You're listening to the pod for free. Yeah. This is the best way to help us out. And, and all those other podcasts, listen, I know. I, I hear the other pods. You got <laughs> Joe Rogue. You got This American Life. I listen to other pods. I'm loyal to this one only. Those big, stupid podcasts. They don't need your money. No. The, these the, two the, idiots. I, we need your money. We desperately. Pancakes need some dog food. Pancakes, the dog, needs dog food. <laughs> That's my dog. Kaplan's dog. <laughs> so do it. That's it. Let's get straight to the... Let's get to it. Bring on the music. All right. Lost in America. Play the music. Uh, am I allowed to talk? I can't even. I hear that music and I just go quiet. Well, Aaron Root. So we're gonna we're gonna play some of his music next week. But I got to see his band live in Sacramento wow. a couple weekends ago. They introduced the Sacramento Kings, and then his band came on right after the New Kings. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox is the point guard for the the new the new draft pick. In honor of that, Aaron Roots has told me he's changed his name legally to De'Aaron to De'Aaron Roots. Ah, that's I, that's I didn't know. There's no other white De'Aaron's in the world. So, <laughs> so I, he's De'Aaron, gonna be very original. De'Aaron Root, shout out. Yeah, we're gonna play his band, that his uh, new band in Sacramento, ADD. We're gonna I recorded them live, so we're gonna play them next week. But let's. You are lost in America this I, week. This is very breaking news. Lost. What happened? I thought everything. I thought I had a good plan. Everything set up for the summer. I had summer camps all set for the kids. Kids. I got vacations planned. Everything's set. Yep. Phone call comes in. From a number I don't recognize. I only answer phones from numbers I don't recognize. I never answer a phone <laughs> if it's a contact. I have to go to voicemail. <laughs> That's true. You never I, answer I, my I phone calls. I get the spam calls. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get a phone number. I just pick it up. Hello. There. It's, it's more it's, of an adventure. Yeah, exactly. What, and this is where the adventure holds. They're calling me from a charter school that Theodore Kaplan, a.k.a. Teddy Kaplan, sure. I applied to. Well, I applied for him a few months ago. 
I forgot about it. It's like six months ago. So this is when he refused to take that one test. He refused to take the gifted test. I needed to give him other options because I didn't want him to end up in the Ron Artest school. Yeah, yeah. You don't want him in Queensbridge. In Queensbridge. So I didn't know if he'd get into the local public school. He's since got into it. But I signed him up for a charter school. I applied. Huge. As a, just to give you a little background. I don't know how much you know Yeah, about what is schools. a charter school? I'll, here's, can I tell you what I think it is? Yes. You tell, sure. you tell me. What I think a charter school is, it's a, somehow it's a private school, but it's... For, for everybody, and I don't know if you pay for it or not. Do you pay for it? Okay, you don't pay for it. Am it's, I even it's close? A, you're sort of close. It's a public school, but it's, you don't, it's run separate from the rest of the education system, so it doesn't fall into all the bureaucracies, and they run different. Each one can be run their own way. So there's no, uh, they don't have to follow the regular curriculum. They can teach you Anything about- Anything goes. They can no, teach you about God and everybody? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't know. Those might be the private ones. I don't know about the God thing. Okay. I don't know what the, yeah. But anyway, they run outside the system. Yeah, so they're all, they're all a little specialties. Some are more f- music-focused. Some are more that. Some are different foreign languages. This one's called, is, is very green. Growing up green, it's called. It's very environmental. It's like how to be a uh, fish fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how to so, go on tour with the, but, but with the, the dead. Yeah, I, well, yeah, that's, so that's, that's in the con category. I think I'm going to need your help to decide what to do here, so I'm going to make some pros and cons. But... We're going to put that one in. I want to be a fish fan. So they maybe. teach them about, okay, so they do teach them about, but like the o- oceanography and stuff like that. Yeah, and how it's more hands on. They do more like field trips and they do more like outer class learning. There's that more sounds cool. Recess, less structure. A lot of recess. I'm less in. Less homework when they're younger because the kids, the kindergartens here have crazy amounts of homework. Yeah. Um, and their waiting list to get in a charter school in New York City, there's a 50,000 kids on a waiting list. Oh my gosh. So like, how many kids wa- go to the school? Well, no, I don't mean this school in general. I mean all the charter schools. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Teddy got in. He got in. So, like, you know, I'm feeling very lucky. My apartment, I won a lottery. This is another lottery. So my first instinct, because I'm coming, I'm, I, I don't, we don't know what to do. Lots of people giving us advice. I was going to come to the Lost in America segment. To come to come. me. I will, I'll tell you what to so do. So a few pros that I came up with here. I made a list, pros and cons. Okay. What are the pros? Pros, I feel like I'm getting a better deal because there's kids waiting for it. I feel like I'm special. I'm getting a, like a, almost like a private school thing where I'm paying for it. You got picked. Yeah, I like a good deal. If you give me anything free, even if I'm not hungry, if yeah. I, if I get some sort of free, like then it's like food. I'll eat it. I'll, I always take free stuff. Sure. So like, I feel like I got picked. I almost got to take it. It's like going to Costco. You get the samples. Yeah, I, I want them. So, so wait, is special. public you're, school also free? That's true. It is free, but it doesn't okay. feel special. But you, yes, we think no one picks you to go to yeah, Brown Artest yeah, yeah, yeah. Queensbridge <laughs> Elementary. But that is true. Okay, so that's one. Um, I feel like the, it's a very hippy dippy school, the, the 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 environmental stuff, as we said, which fish. I feel like could be good for his comedic development because it's stuff to make fun of. Could be good for him to, you know. I might go- be. I've never been a hippie fan, so I might be against that. But to make fun of it, I mean. Oh you sure. To, like I went to the Jewish day school, uh, the weird private school where you learned, as Ev Leeks told us, you learn Hebrew half the day. Yeah. And. It, there was a lot of anger there, so I think it helped me. Ah, helped it me. develops your uh, yeah. your personality. Yeah, it's weirdness. So I, don't I know. see, I see. So I think that as a plus. Like, who wants to like school? No one. You want to kind of be mad at your parents for sending you to this weird school, right? Sure. <laughs> so, and then um, two more things. One is kind of sticking in the eye of people who are like very like political, like they don't like charter schools just outright, like because they're like, oh, the teacher unions don't like them. So, like, people make everything politics now, so you can't just be like, well, what about if it's a good school for my kid? Wait, like, what? Because I'm, I'm incredibly ignorant to this. Wait, why do people not like charter schools? There's some people who will be like, oh, well, we don't really consider the charter because we don't like charters. Because they don't, why, like the idea, that's a circular they don't like logic. the idea of charter schools in general, so, like, they're not going to give their kid a chance, Steven. But why don't they like, because fa- they think everyone should go to public school? What are they? Yes. Was this communist China? Well, like, the, they don't, the teachers aren't certified as much. They don't have to go through it. There's not in the union. That's the real thing. Oh, because they like, support union the union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Union busting. Yeah, I'm a little union I'm busting. all for union busting. <laughs> I'm a, not a And I got one more pro that I think is important. I think we got to consider it. The location. It's just north of the Queensboro Bridge. You say, why is that a good location? Yeah. I'll tell you why. It's one block away from Scandals. Scandals. Yes. Oh, the uh, adult, uh, the men's, uh, yeah, gentlemen's yeah, club. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, you know. Anytime you can put, well, see, they're right. Anytime you get rewarded for picking up your, going to your parent-teacher conferences, getting there to pick up your kids from school. You know, it's good to pick up your kids from school, not let them get in a bus. Exactly. So if you can have a reason to Take do that, you know the scandals. You. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what grade you can bring isn't it. Isn't there, wait, isn't there a law that you can't have a strip club within like a 500 feet of a, a school? Not charter something? schools. No, nice. <laughs> now I understand why we like charter yeah. schools. No rules. Yeah, so. Um, I say it's a slam dunk. Yeah, well, I have a few cons. Okay. Um, I kind of want to be like a cool guy in school, and I feel like you got to be a public school. Like it's a big, That's a big accomplishment. I didn't go to public school. When I went high school, I was a big loser. 
I didn't go to public want, school high school yeah, either. I, I want went to if he goes to the local public school, I feel like he could be like the, I don't know, big fish, good looking kid, funny kid. Can I say this? Yeah. It I think it might be harder to become the big fish at a public school because there's like ten thousand kids at a public school, right? As opposed to like a hundred kids, but a bigger at the Jewish day school. It's like going for the title, not going to. You yeah, know, big fish, free Asian decision. Big fish, big pond. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. You've already grown them up in New York City. If you can make it here, you make it make it anywhere. You might as well throw them in public. I see. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That's one thing. I got a few cons here and there. The main okay. one, I think, when, bottom line, commute. What's the commute? The, <laughs> so the public school commute. I can walk them outside. I could be there in two seconds. We could be really late. Oh, the public school's right here. It's right here, right, right by my house. Two blocks away. Two blocks by the house. The charter school. You gotta like take the subway two stops. I gotta drive them. Oh. I gotta, I gotta put effort. It's one point seven miles away. I looked it up. That's a long walk. We're not walking. That. That's actually very close in most of the world. Most of the world. One point yes. seven I, miles. Our, our, our guest might have ish take issue if with this. Any other part of America or the world, one point seven <laughs> miles is not far. But so I, I think that, I think that bottom line is, is that. I'm Mister Wamlini. You tell me where I'm wrong here. Okay. I do a lot for the kids. Right. I'm very involved. I'm. I'm playing chess with him. Father of the year. I, you know, I'm doing puzzles. I play chess every night with the kid, which they say is good for the brain development. I'm like the Washington Generals playing chess. I got to find different ways to lose the game every time. To go back to our Paul Morrissey pod. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm like, the, so like, you know, he's, and it's good. He's getting smarter. He's getting better. I'm, I'm eventually going to start losing for real. So I feel like, do I really need to go this extra mile and go to this school? I, I don't know. You mean you said? Oh, you saying why send him the chart? Like you're already. I feel like I'm doing a lot. Do I have to go this far? Do I have to, do I have to like inconvenience myself? Can I ask one question? Yeah. Next to this public school, two blocks away. Yes. Is there a scandal south? Is there it's a not, scandals branch? There's like a library. Oh, there's an apartment boo. building. Is the library a code name for you a know, bar? This, this, my neighborhood's been developing a lot, so it could be coming. It's it's possible. I mean, you know, and also like when you're a parent, you got to worry about like the. Um, the, the small picture. So, like, I was last night while we were trying to decide, because I should say they gave us 24 hours. That's why I've come to you. They gave us 24 hours to make this decision. I'm down to the wire here. When you have to pick tomorrow? You have to pick tomorrow. Okay, we're recording this a few days before 4th of July, just yeah. so everyone yeah. knows. So, we, I, I got to make this decision by tomorrow morning. I got an extension. They gave us 24 hours. I got another extension, 12 hours. So, so I was just at a party before here, and people are giving us, they're giving us a hard time. Like, you should do it, you should do it. While they're telling us this, I look over, and Teddy's about to throw a rock off a rooftop. Okay. And I say, Teddy, Please don't do that. He's like, why not? I was like, you could hurt somebody. And he says, why are there people on earth? Like I said, you could hurt somebody. There's people down there. He goes, why are there people there? I'm like, down on the sidewalk? And he goes, no, on earth. Wait, he didn't just stop throwing the rock. He asked you, why should he stop throwing the rock? Wait, so this is my point. Is I'm making him too smart. Sort of feels like a charter kid type school. Yeah, exactly. You He's, might want to, yeah, get rid of that. <laughs> that's, my, that's what I'm going to, I'm no, understood that. We need some public school, I, like, What's the what's the um, stand and deliver? Yeah, you know those movies. Yes, uh, Dangerous Minds. We that, need to well, throw him in. The, yeah, we, Dangerous Minds. I know Stand and <laughs> Deliver. Dangerous Minds. <laughs> we need to get him. We need to get Coolio to come yeah, in and, and yell at him. Michelle Pfeiffer in her prime. Pretty hot teacher. So exactly done. I'm I'm gonna talk to Randy, but Public. I think where I know where I'm leaning. We don't want these. Yeah, we don't want these uh, kid gloves we'll that they have. We'll post a picture that charter school with Teddy and a and a cap or something with which school we pick on the. Hundred percent. We'll, we'll, Public. I think school. where I'm leaning right now is pub. pub. They, but those teachers. Tell Woj. Tell Woj drop the bomb. Listen, those teachers. You throw rocks. They throw rocks back. <laughs> That's what we want. All right. Thanks. All right. I'm glad we can settle that. I feel better now. All right. Before we get to my wife, Yaya, coming in in a minute, I want to do some dates. I'm performing at uh, the Fairfield Comedy Club on July 15th. That's with Des Bishop from pod number three or four, one of our first ever pods, and Joe Garrix from The Drinking Pod. So come. If you're in Fairfield, Connecticut, it's the Fairfield Comedy Club. Get tickets to that. And then July 19th, I'll be back at the New York Comedy Club doing the Kung Fu Comedy Show with Joe Mackey, Joe, Joe Schaefer, a lot, a lot of Joes. A lot of Joes. You all and a bunch jo of Joes. All the Joes. And then last announcement, August 3rd, come out to the New York Comedy Club. I'm doing my first roast battle against Jeremy Pinsley from The Drinking Pot. So I'm going to take him down. I need all you guys out there helping me out. Support me. Clap for me. Boo him. That's what I got to say. All right. Int. Int is an app. It's an app. Go get it. Get we it in the app. We don't have time to talk about it. Just go get it. That's all we got to say. DNSE. Let's bring in our guests. <laughs> All right, we're back. 
with our guest. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? Good. How are you? It's exciting. <laughs> Welcome. This to is the- exciting. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, you're our biggest fan in China, or were right? Me? <laughs> yes. And now you're gone. Now yeah. You're yeah. Now we so don't have any. Do we have any listeners in China now? We just lost a Chinese listener. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the show. You made it. Thank you, thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Ten months. Ten months in the making. It took us ten months to get through the immigration. Do you think it was going to be this difficult when you, uh, was it like? Uh, (laughs) Well, based on my experience applying for a tourist visa in the past, I thought it was normal. But we had high expectation at the beginning. Wait, do you want me to answer that question? Well, I mean, you married a big shot here, so I don't know. I Did you... I think it was going to take us long? No. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. People had told us it would take like three months, four months. 48, was... 48 days. 48 Someone... days? Yeah. People I thought it was automatic. Well. I thought you married an American band. We got a Mexican lawyer at one point. Well, he told us, mistake. "Yeah, I know." <laughs> he told because because it, it turns out Ye is not Mexican, right? Exactly. He so, doesn't specialize in uh, international. It's just he Mexican. told us it would take six months, right? And but he he uh, did he look like blue shirt, but just have like a, a little mustache and a. Well, I, we never even talked to him. I talked to him over the phone, so it might have been blue shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he told us, yeah, because with Mexican people it takes six months, but like, what do we find out? Ten, twelve months. Eventually, right? Yeah. The first step, they were like, oh, everyone's like, oh, like three to four months. And then we, I even called the government office and they said three to four months. They said five months. They said five months. And then, but they didn't tell us that that meant for step one, five oh, months. I think a lot of people think it's quick, but they probably, because like I've known people in the past who've married foreigners, but they've, the person's already been here. I think that's the difference, right? Is that, yeah. they don't have to leave if they're already here, like you're already living here on a... Well, I think what well, each... It, it, there's a lot of like facts could affect how long it'll take for you to get your uh, green card. For sure. example, your nationality, your um, your location, where you're based at. If you're in China, if you're in or in America, that that's different. Totally different cases. And then if you are working, if your husband's working, if just like. If they have a podcast. Right. If they have a podcast. <laughs> so you not working and being on Obamacare and all that probably hurt. No? I wasn't on Obamacare. I failed it. No, no, no. That didn't hurt. But here's the There's thing. Deadbeats coming over. When you ask if you're like, oh, if you're in America, it's a different case. Right. You, yeah, it was in America. We right. got, you went to our wedding. It oh, right. was in I did California. Go to your wedding. Yeah, we got, we but got you weren't America. living here. You, you hadn't had a... Wait, how did you get here for that? You just came. She had a tourist visa. I had a tourist visa. And oh. so what happened, but when uh, we called this government office, they said she has to go back and apply from China. Actually, we could have just applied from here in America. Uh, I think we knew about it. I decided not to do that because it might take, according to what you know, people have told us, it would take about nine to ten months, maybe longer to do that in America, if I'm in America. Um, but it'll take about the same time if we apply, if I stayed in China. But during that period, if I'm in China, I cannot go to America. If I'm in America, I cannot come back. Yeah. So I decided to stay in China because I didn't want to not be able to come back, I mean, it's kind of confusing because I'm in America now. <laughs> but I, in my head, I'm still thinking I'm in China. So I, at that point, I was thinking, oh, if I sit in America, I wouldn't be able to go back to China for Chinese New Year. Oh. I don't want to miss that. Oh, yeah. So that begs the question, do you even know for a fact that she really couldn't get in for 10 months? Or maybe she just was like... Maybe she just wanted to stay for Chinese New Year. She's like, I got married. I don't know about this guy. Let me me, just give a few months. You wouldn't want to miss that roast duck on Chinese New Year. (laughs) Right? I mean, yeah. Why do you just bring Forget about your husband for 10 months. Sounds good. No, but here's the thing. That everything you just said, that's what they told us. They were like, oh, yeah, if if you wait in China, it'll take... Uh, it'll take, but they were like, it'll take six months. But if you go to America, it'll take nine months. They're yeah. completely wrong. It took nine months. And then I talked to our lawyer later on. He was like, no, if she would have come to America, that would have been three months. Anyway, the point is, if anyone out there is doing it, <laughs> three months. Yeah. Come here, do it from America. It'll take three months. And I still understand how Tyler didn't help at all. Tyler Guys, did not help. Yeah. Baby face is useless. 
Agent Babyface, uh, yeah, the guy who pulls the strings in Washington, D.C. You're Serbian, maybe, you get you in. But. As they say. <laughs> the guy who, <laughs> he's running Capitol Hill right now. Yeah. And uh, he could not help us out. So what did you actually end up then having to do, like, as far as, like, what was, once the process got going, what you had to... You submitted application. Yeah, so they needed all Late of my August. information, right? They needed, I submitted, like, I don't know how many pages, I'm not sure, 50 pages or something like that. A lot, a lot. Of personal information. I submitted it to this office in Nebraska and they went, that was last August, and they were like, yeah, cool, now we're going to put it in this pile, and then it'll sit here for seven months. Right. And that's, it was seven months. Pile in Nebraska. Pile in an office in Nebraska. There's no phone number for that office in Nebraska. We have a friend that I grew up with, uh, Erica Moon, Erica Suji, shout out. Shout out. She works in Hawaii for a, a congresswoman, Tulsi Gabbard. So she, we, I called her. She's like, after a few months, like four or five months, I was like, we, this is insane. We haven't heard anything. They won't right. tell us anything. And she's like, okay, I can call. So she calls. She gets a hold of that office in Nebraska. She has a friend who works there. Gets the person to look it up. That person's like, okay, I'll review it. They review it all after four months. And they're like, yep, uh, this step, Turner's like 100% checked out. He's fine, but I can't do anything. So it still has to sit here for should three. should have called Tracy Morgan's cousin. Should have called <laughs> Kathleen Fremantle. Shout out. <laughs> would have got done faster. She would have. Yeah, she would have got taken care of it. So then it had to sit there for three more months. And right. so then, after seven months, yeah, you needed to get. I remember a because um, you lived in England for a little while. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, I lived in England for a year for for grad grad oh. school. Whereabouts? Uh, Leeds. Okay. University of Leeds. Oh. It's a party city. Party. <laughs> party 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 <laughs> so anyway you needed to it's get, not relevant but shout okay out shout so out to you leads get arrested or something there is that part of the criminal record for no no no, no, no. <laughs> i i was clear all right nothing happened there or what they say <laughs> <laughs> okay so what whatever happens in leads she was clear oh my god so <laughs> far off track <laughs> i needed to get a police Certificate, police record from the local police station. What yeah. does it say in the police record? Kaplan, any, Nothing. any country you've lived in in your life for more than six months, you need to get back in touch with that country and get a police record check from that place to prove that you're not a criminal. So you can't be arrested for anything? No, no, like... like so, like, when you and Tyler Sparks were living in England for that summer, right. if you would have had any run-in with the law, which, whatever, that happened, then, and you weren't American, now you wouldn't no. be able to get into America because you have some no, record. Quaaludes were legal back then, so... It, yeah, well, yeah, thank God. It's the same in China. If you're going, uh, like, uh, on a leisure purposes, like, if you're just going for, for fun for a couple of weeks and then you don't need to register with the, the police station but if you're going there for a program i think it works for any country in the world that if you, you're going to be there for work whatever or like a um, uh, school program and you have to register once within the seven within the first seven days you arrive you have to go to the police station so they keep your record there otherwise Later, when you leave that country, in your own country, you want to get a police record, you might not be able to get it. Wait, if but you don't, I don't register. Think people, I don't think people have to do that when they come to America. Did you go to the police Did station? You, have you been to the police station this week? Been seven uh, days oh, you're right. Maybe we have to. I'm applying for a green card, so they have my information. I submitted an a, a envelope of... Like document. So do you think storm? Tyler and I definitely did not check into the police station in London. <laughs> yeah. We were there. To I don't check. I haven't checked into police. Only in China storm have I had to. Did. Have I had to check in? He's very long. Do you think when storm came I to America? I think if you live there for longer than, I don't know how long, six months maybe. Oh, okay. I'm not a genius about <laughs> it, but I think. So then so we you got. You checked out. So it. yeah. So we got the record check from China and then you got a health check. Health check. What'd they do for that? What? What do they check? Do you have to go running? Do you have to run a mile? No, like Not to they, get to America, they, they, you don't have to run a mile. <laughs> you have to run to the drive-thru. No, they check for a they check for a lot of things. Like uh, we have to. I had to get to like um, vaccination. 
Oh. For... They try to give you autism? Oh, for... I don't know what they have. Like, flu, like some viruses, like contagious viruses. But usually people have to get like three or two or three shots. But you don't have those vaccines I, when you're in China? Or you just we, I do. That's Luckily, I got... I, um, because I, I went to England back in 2010. So before I left for England, I got the similar medical checkup. So I got some of the necessary vac- vaccinations that time. So I kept the, they have like an international, like a record book, a little brochure. And you keep and showed them that. And they told me, oh, you only need to get one shot today. I check you for like any chicken pox. Chicken, chicken pox. pox, yeah. Chicken pox are not allowed in America. Yeah, not allowed in America. And then you Sh- had to... Shingles. Shingles. <laughs> yeah. What I found... No, no polio. Clear. Everything Polio's good. clear. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. we had... You had to... Um, I remember we had to submit every... Like the... Um, all the people you've worked for in the past. All of your former bosses. Oh, yeah. For the last 16 Why? years. Maybe no 20 idea. years or 16 years. 16 years. 16 years of Yo, every... Yeah, they... Ask for uh, my uh, past education. So they want the, the name of the school, the address of the school, uh, the date and year during which I was studying there uh, from junior high, I think. Junior oh, high elementary school. school, junior high. Was it elementary school? Trying to worry junior now. high, junior See? high. So someday Teddy and the uh, trailer park, they're going to be trying to figure <laughs> out where he is. Well, that's why I'm going to keep in one school for this and make it easier on him. That's a good idea. He only has to put one and thing And I'm going to tell people out there, don't get lots of different jobs. Don't. Yeah. Obviously, you don't have any runs in with the law. Well, yeah, because you would have had a, a, few, a lot of different jobs. A so lot of jobs. Yeah. It was like trying to remember, like, where did I work that year? And then what happened with that? And where was... Yeah. Know. And then did they ask financial stuff? I don't remember. This time they didn't because you are sponsoring me. Oh yeah, okay. They didn't. But they asked your um, address, where you live, everywhere you've lived before. Everywhere I lived before. <laughs> every, every apartment. Can I you imagine every apartment you've ever had? Can you just make stuff up? I mean, what are the odds today? Yeah, they're gonna go check. But go you can't n- really. You can't really like. You. If there are gaps, you can't really make up stuff. Right. What if you're like homeless? You're like, I was living by the Big Macalaka down by the bridge. Uh, I don't know the I don't know the coordinates for that. Bridge, Under the but, bridge yeah. in El Dorado Hills. <laughs> yeah. The problem with making up stuff is that you can, but then it's like, you, all your forms have to match. Right. So you're 120 forms later, six months after that, and you have to remember exactly we the dates up. you made up previously. Yeah. To make it all match up. Because you know, sometimes the dates can be confusing. Because, for example, like I attended the school in Leeds, like in person, from September 2010 to September 2011. Right. But my uh, degree was granted in November. But... My turn actually finished the the it's actual semantics. finishing time yeah. is in December. The graduation is in December. So I was thinking like, what? So what should I write down? It was pretty confusing. Instead of a wall, we just need to have people on the border with lots of paperwork, and they'll turn. People will just get. They're not going to want to sneak in. No, like, no one is going to want to jump over. They might jump a wall, but they will not jump paperwork. Yeah, no, uh, it's just <laughs> too much work. Yeah, if, yeah. If they're going to do that, they're like, ah, forget it. I'll go home. Screw America. <laughs> Everyone, you have to get a lawyer when you do this. Everyone asks us like, "What's your advice?" It's get a lawyer. That's get the a lawyer. Advice. Just pay the lawyer pay. because. He got all of the info. First of all, you get a lawyer who can specify in your country. This Mexican guy we got, bad idea. Yeah, that's uh, we finally got a, uh, a guy who specified in bringing Chinese people. He helped Chinese people get to America. Um, and so that was perfect. He knew every question they were going to ask in advance and yeah. all that kind of stuff. What, um, and in the interview, what do they ask you? They asked me mostly because they've gone through all the information beforehand. They just want to see if this matches up. Yeah, so they, they are, it's, it's kind of interesting. No one would have the experience I can tell you. So usually they will ask you for tourist visas. They will ask you, oh, uh, why are you going to America? How long are you going to be there? Do you have a place to stay? Or do you have relatives? You know, if you're not, if you're not staying in the hotel, who's going to accommodate you? All that question. But immigration visa is better. Give so up. were but you nervous in the interview? I was not nervous. I just say bored. I got bored. Yeah. I got bored waiting. 
And after, so after 10 months, the interview was only like a week or two weeks ago, maybe two and a half yeah. weeks ago. And how long was the interview? It was uh, July, June, the 13th of June. But it's not it was good. It was good because, uh, you know, sometimes you get like a really, really angry uh, guy. Hmm. to interview you. Sometimes they just like try to make it more difficult. So it's an but American my guy, guy this time was perfect. Yeah, okay. He just, you know, asks a few questions which is like kind of compulsory like, "Oh, why are you going to America? Oh, you're getting you got married. Uh, what's your husband's name?" I'm like, "Okay, turn sparks." You got, you got it right. Got the hard I got it right. The tough questions. I got it right. Um, and then he asked me about some paperwork and uh, but turns out like we uh, we're missing something. Out of all the papers that you have to turn in, 100 and whatever pages, uh -huh. there was one piece of paper that didn't have my mom's signature on it. All right, I, I just want to tell you, like, it makes sense. They need it, but our lawyer didn't, maybe, like, didn't notice. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and so... They, but it wasn't really, like... Always blame the lawyer. No, always blame the lawyer. Blame the um, lawyer. But there's no like, um, so then there's no uh, question. It's not like when you're getting citizenship tests and there's like questions about America or anything like that. It's more just like, that's, no, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what everyone thought, but yeah. it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. they're not asked like, who was the 14th president of the United States, whatever, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. That's not. Exactly. Because yeah. just a tip, it's the citizenship not. test is very specific. Like my nanny failed it the first time because there's like a spot we have to write. Uh, she got all the questions right. She studied hard. And you have to write, you have to prove you can write English, I guess. I don't know. You have to re literally write the same thing. And she just missed the word the. Oh, no, she missed an, an A, like a uh, or the or something, like one basic word. She just didn't write it. She got nervous or something and then failed. Had to really? do the whole test over again. Oh, my God. So wow. a little tip down the road. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at uh, American history and politics. Yeah, and, and Well, you've been here before. Right? Yeah. You, you were here. So you, where did you go to school? Uh, I went to North Dakota. North Dakota. I yes, believe you went I, to Dickinson State University. Yeah, Dickinson State it, University. Is that in North Dakota? It is. I thought you were going to say like Miami or somewhere in New York. So how did you how, pick? How did you end up? You're your first choice or did you? Uh... Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I was uh, a senior in a university in Suzhou University in China. I majored in English. And then at, in the last year, yeah, in the in the last year of our our uh, school, and then we had a program. So our program leader told us, "Oh, you guys, if you want, if because usually like the last semester is for internship in a lot of schools for for like um, graduation essays before you to write essays, and you you don't have to attend classes. There are no classes. Um, you can go for your internship." Um, during that last semester. So they um, he told us, our program leader, he told us there's a, the, a program, there's like a new program. Uh, we are starting to work with a university. No, they, he, they didn't say that. He said, he didn't say that. He said, oh, there's a chance you guys can go to work in America, in Disney World. That's, oh, wow, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah we're like, yes. Why not? Yeah, Disney World. So yeah, and then yes. they, they even say, like, you can make money. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Play Daisy Duck? Do the Beware costume? No. Uh, we can go to that part <laughs> later. But we have to study in a university for three months before we can work right. in Disney. Florida State. So this is the catch. Somewhere in Orlando. It was a yeah, catch. University of Miami. Yeah. But I didn't even Tampa. know. I know Florida. I knew Florida at that time. Right. I knew like major cities mm -hmm. in America. And you've never been to America, right? I had never been to America or any of the countries, other countries before. Wait, so then the process of getting, your teacher tells you that there's an opportunity to go work at Disney, but you have to go to this mystery place called North Dakota. Yeah. Yes. And then. It's <laughs> just a strange. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird catch. And then what do you do next? Do you go home and tell your, your dad or your grandparents or something that, hey, I want to go to North Dakota? Yeah, I just, no, I just told my dad, there's a chance that I can go to America, you know, do some study in a university and go work in, a, you know, Disney World in America and because I was in an English major. So it'll be a very good opportunity for me to improve my English and in what America. Did your, what did your dad think? He said, great. 
No problem. No problem. Yeah, I think there's this idea that a lot of, uh, I think a lot of parents might be like hesitant to that, to letting their kid just go to some other country. Especially if you're like, I'm going to Disneyland and some other thing. I don't know what it is. We'll figure it's it out America. later. No, actually, yeah, yeah it's happened. Right. Like, my dad was okay. The other three girls, uh, two girls were okay. But one girl, she was, when she was in college, I don't think she's going to listen to this, but so I'm going <laughs> to, she, when she was in college, because we had to stay in the dorm, dorms, we have to stay uh, on campus. And then, um, so her mom was already like, telling everyone in her room, in her dorm, oh, you got to take care of her. This is her first time living by herself. Oh, and everyone was like, same as us. Yeah, you've like, never been to North Dakota yeah. either. So he, he went, to North Dakota. so after, after our three-month study in North Dakota, we decided to come here to the East Coast to spend some time here. But we didn't have like... Um, I guess, did we have a phones? <laughs> I guess some of us didn't have phones, but we could use like internet to, you know, write them emails right. or whatever, tell them. So before we left there, we told every, um, the parents of each of us, like we told them like, so sometimes you cannot reach me, you know, but we will be okay. We're traveling together. You know, we're going to be traveling in a tour group, a Chinese tour group. So don't worry about it. But once we get internet, we'll contact you. Yeah. We told that specifically, like, don't, be, don't worry. We're fine. We're going to be fine. But one day, the mom tried to get a hold of the girl. Couldn't because we were out exploring the city. Wi Fi shit in North Dakota. Oh, you're already here now. <laughs> At that time, did we have Wi Fi? Maybe just like the cable yeah. uh, back yeah. in 2008. Yeah. So the mom, in the middle of the night, called my dad. My dad was asleep. My dad started to worry. Like, what's going on? Uh -oh. And then my dad told her, like, her? don't worry. When they contact <laughs> us, I'll find out. But I don't think anything is going wrong. You know, anything's f everything's fine. So... So what happened? Every <laughs> you guys died? And you guys got we murdered? We didn't die. We were <laughs> fine. Everybody got stabbed. <laughs> we're fine. Well, I'm just saying, saying that she some parents, some parents, they <laughs> believe, they just believe their kids can take care of themselves. Yeah, some you never know. I went on when I was in college. We did a trip to um, South Africa, and this one girl get, went crazy and married a guy in a shanty town, and wow. stayed when we all left and went home. So it that's, could happen. That's really was there ever getting when, into the local culture? Was there a in, lot of just last question? The Chinese population in North Dakota, like, is there a reason? <laughs> like, is there a like there a reason why that school has a program? Like, is there was there good Chinese restaurants? Yeah, then how are the Chinese restaurants in North Dakota? <laughs> no, they? not I remember the first. We we didn't have cars, and then school has a cafeteria, so we couldn't cook our food. It's not allowed to cook your food in your room. So we, if you, we want to eat some food, we just can't. Because <laughs> there's no, like, the, the closest restaurant is Applebee's. What, do you think of, what did you think of Applebee's? <laughs> I've never been there. Why would well, I go there? Because it's American. <laughs> it's, it's food. It is food, but the thing's like, we already prepaid for oh, everything in the school. If I'm, if I'm not eating there, I, to me, like... The food is going to be Western, same as the food in our cafeteria. Right. Applebee's is about the same quality. I would have... Two, two things. One, I think Applebee's has a very good Chinese chicken salad. Oh, <laughs> you should. And number, yes. <laughs> number two, it, it's not... Ameri the most American thing to do is get an entire college meal plan and then never use it. Yeah, that is really American. <laughs> you, use, you get like 21 meals a week and you use, you use like six. Yeah. Or, but when you use it, you take all the food with you. Like, say, like lots of... Yeah, breadsticks in your. Yeah, uh, I don't think snapples. we could do that. Oh. The only thing we could take out was like a soda or like a ice cream or something. So then, now that you're here, what um, what have you observed since being here? What's you just walked around today? Yeah, I did. It How was, was the, uh, the Fulton I don't know, Mall. I feel like <laughs> Fulton Mall. Uh, we are in a very nice neighborhood. Um, don't tell the fans you're the address. No, I will not. They were coming. Um, How do you like America? I, I love it. I mean, the East Coast and then the West Coast are the best. And uh, it's <laughs> wow. more... You do not like flyover country. Shots fired at North yeah. Dakota. Diverse. Oh, no, we gotta, we gotta, 
No, because yeah. I've only been to these places. So like, you've been to North Dakota, Florida, I've been to North New Dakota, uh, Flo- Chicago, oh, Chicago, Florida, and then the, you know, the cities in... Uh, on East Coast, yeah, yeah California, been, been San Francisco, Carmel, uh, Sacramento. And now, is any it. part of you are you nervous, excited? Like, what's your feelings about being here now? I'm very comfortable because I lived in America, so I had kind of had my expectations. But in uh, New York, it's like you know, it's it's a metropolis, and then there are all kinds of people, or you know, like from different like groups different with different jobs and then yeah it's it's, 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 interesting to it's be multicultural and then i don't feel like uncomfortable being there i would think it would be difficult if we lived in like a suburb of no offense but like houston or yeah. just pick a random yeah, city in america I mean, houston's very and multicultural a the, suburb well, <laughs> and we yeah. lived in a suburb it would be difficult because it's so different from our life what our lives was like in china yeah. we're living in cities china's cities you know so you do take we have subways you walk to places have you gone to a mr softy truck since you've been here we <laughs> saw mr M- mr softy truck uh, last time when we were here in yeah. brooklyn yeah, yeah that's like when you were made this whole you probably thought you were getting married into the big softy money Oh yeah! Now, that, now this is a struggling comedian. I mean, you sure you're <laughs> along for the ride? Yeah, when we started dating, I was the Mr. Softy man. Yeah, and his podcast is going to be huge, of course. That but, really you know, torpedoed. If it could replace the Softy Empire, yeah. Softy money. But there was a really funny story happened when I was um, at uh, Old Navy. Shout out to Old Navy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, the lady, she was really nice. She, I was waiting in the line to uh, get into a fitting room. And then she, I heard she said, China Miss, China Miss, come over here. China I'm like, Miss? China Miss? I'm like, seriously? I'm in <laughs> downtown Brooklyn. Wait, was the woman shopping? Chinese? And then you have like black people, Latinos, Asians. Why do you think? But, and then I. Because I had problems hearing things. No, that. I had, because she said the same thing to another lady, which is black. And then I figured out, because I had a problem hearing things. She was saying, try it on, ladies. Oh, yeah. Try it on, ladies. Try it on, miss. That's like the whole Woody Allen thing. We're like, did you? Did you? hearing Jew. And it's just like, you've become American already. You're already racism. Feeling racism that isn't there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very American thing to do. But we went, we were here a couple summers ago for a wedding. And we drove down, and we drove from New York, and then, or I guess from D.C., New York, into, we were going into North Carolina. Yeah. And I was saying, I was like giving this whole speech about the South. I'm like, but, the South's going to be different when we get there. You never know. We went to IHOP, right? Yeah, we went to Waffle House. Waffle House. Yeah, Waffle House is as so we, south as it gets. Uh, that's what we wanted to do. So we go into Waffle House, and the two, we're sitting there, and then these two old black guys, like probably like 75 years old, sitting at the bar, just having breakfast with each other. Mm-hmm. And then as we get up to leave... One of the guys uh, says to her, he's like, excuse me, miss, can you settle a bet for us? Oh, boy. <laughs> and we're like, uh, yeah, what? And he goes, what nationality are you? And Yeah goes, I'm Chinese. And he's like, God damn it. And the other guy's like, woohoo, I knew it, I knew it. And then they like change, exchange money. What did, the, what did the other guy think it was? He didn't say. Did Japanese. Oh, he, he thought, thought you were Japanese. Did you throw your coffee yeah. in his face on that? <laughs> no. I thought it was just like funny, ignorant. Just Do you remember that like the Mexican... Uh, security guy in uh, when we were down there. Oh, in Mexico. In Mexico, oh. the yeah. Jose. Yeah, the first guy, he came up to Yeah and he was like, excuse me, are you Chinese? And then he did like the slant the eyes. Slant eyes. <laughs> I was shocked. You, so that's weird. He's not like... I guess we're just ignorant. He was not like uh, being offensive or anything. Right, because if he's gonna be offensive, he went to send it to your face. Like, it's but I like, like weird... how he said, "Are you Chinese?" And then he did the did the eye thing. Right, like you didn't understand yeah. what Chinese meant. Like you wouldn't know the word. But right, unless he did the extra thing. <laughs> right. Well, the Mexicans are. And then what do you a, think hard about people to figure out? Because now you're like gonna be becoming an American woman. What is that? Is yeah. that Ooh. daunting? Yeah, it's a big lot of pressure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but there are kind of like two. Last time I came here, I started noticing things like they're very into healthy stuff, yep. like a very cheek stuff, unique. They want to be, yeah. You know, like I have a lot of friends, like yoga situation. Oh yeah, yes. well, I have a lot of friends that they are vegetarian because you know they always believed in healthy eating. They had some bad experience in the farms when they were little, so they didn't want to, you know, go back to eating meat. I totally respect that. But there are other 
you know, people like that in China as well. I believe you have that in America. Just becoming a vegan or a vegetarian just because it's special. Because it's cool. It's cool they, they don't have to vegans do in China? it. We do. But <laughs> we don't have a lot of... It's eating like a raw... Because in here, a lot of people eat either like grilled vegetables, casseroles, or salad. Right? In China, we don't really eat salad. So the vegetables... In, Sa- in China are kind of like dangerous to eat it uh, raw. Did you say casseroles? Yeah, vegetable that's just, casseroles. That's just uh, the Sparks's. <laughs> they love, oh, they just, love casseroles. A, oh, I was okay. going to say, they do. You say they don't have ch- salad, but again, at Applebee's, they have a fantastic Chinese chicken salad. <laughs> yeah. So, and what about, yeah, have you gotten a yoga mat? Uh, not yet, but I will. Because last time I noticed that a lot of people are carrying yoga mat. They are. I don't it's even know, do they work out or not? I, unclear. Well, I, it's just like, they, they're in the coffee shop carrying a yoga mat, well, wearing they yoga want to pants. Go sit out in the park, but no one wants to sit in the grass because like a dog might have peed on it. So they use the yoga mat for that. Yeah, and also that because if you are running, some of them have like a running pants, running shoes, and then, you know the full gear. But you have like a tiny dog with you on the leash, <laughs> like a chihuahua or a bulldog. Yeah. You don't know those dogs cannot run. Right. Yeah. Definitely, you're not running. But why are you? We saw a lady on the Brooklyn Promenade yesterday. All did you notice? All dressed up in like yeah. Workout she was gear. W- reading a book on the bench. She's just sitting there. Wait, right. she was just as, sitting there. As, re- uh, our reading. fashion correspondent Hammer explained on an earlier podcast, like it's just fashionable to be that. That's like that's that's the way you're supposed to dress. Like it's hot. okay. Girls yes, I want to fit out. in, so I bought a pair of um, basketball shorts. No <laughs> <laughs> basketball shorts. Is the thing. Yeah, the, you know the. Did you get her uh, Sacramento Kings uh, basketball? A Ben McLemore jersey. Oh wait, no, he's at the. T- <laughs> I don't know. So did I get the wrong thing? Dressing in New York is hard. At like, we went to a nice restaurant yesterday last night because I had my the kid, my someone was watching the kids. Uh-huh. Got all dressed up for a new trendy restaurant in Brooklyn. Walk in there. There's a guy in a basket. A guy's on a date. He's wearing a basketball jersey, a Patrick Ewing jersey. Oh, really? And there's a, like it's impossible to figure out what people are going to wear these days. So you didn't do the wrong thing. You didn't do the right thing. There's no right answer anymore. Either what you're That's doing, it. what either what you just bought, the basketball shorts for working out, was popular six months ago. <laughs> It's popular, popular now, or it will be popular in six months. Okay, so, yeah. so right that's what I like about really New York. Right now. Yeah, I, that's what I like about New York. If you go to some, like in China as well, if you go to some occasions, you're wearing the wrong things, and people will judge you. Oh. But in New York, no, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people wearing like crazy. I mean, my wife will judge you, clothes. but yeah, most people, the younger people don't judge. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, that's all right. So that well, we'll have to check in as you adjust to American. Uh, and last- okay, whenever I go out to do stuff, I will send you a picture. Yes. Or send <laughs> send Randy a picture. Let Post her- on the uh, Lost in America. <laughs> there you go. Hashtag Lost America. And, and what does? And last question. What about your friends in China? Because like moving to another country um, is not a typical thing to do. Most people have never done that. They don't. It's, it's normal for you because you've done it before. But. Is, so that friends of yours who've never done that, how, is there any way they react? Your friends in China, your friends here, your expat friends in China? Is it different? Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's like... Because um, you're taking a risk that most people don't take in life to give up whatever... You know, now it's different. Um, well, if you are going to America for school, people wouldn't be... Put, people wouldn't feel like... Oh, you're gonna stay there? Are you gonna, you know, come back? Because they feel like a lot of people are doing it. Yeah, and it's but a if four you're year. for me, like I've lived and studied in America, I have family, all my family, I mean, in China, all my family in are in, in China. So, and I got married, and I'm gonna, you know, go to another country, start a new life. A lot of people think it's. Uh, they're happy for me, but at the same time, they're making me feel guilty about it. Hmm. Like, you're leaving your parents. Like, you're leaving your family here. You're leaving your friends here. Like, are we going to miss you? Uh, you should be closer, or it's better if you stay here. And yeah, why uh, you go and live in China? Get a, get a mediocre <laughs> job, and then get a, like, just, just get by. Like, to them, like, still, they think... Just like Hispanic families, they think of families. I don't know. We have we share something in common. Right. We eat spicy food. Yeah. Yeah. And then they stay near each other. 
Yeah, they stay near each other. That's We true. have big families, and then not my family. They kind of beat him. They're better getting but in the still, country, but yeah. <laughs> but still, like to them, uh, families should stay together. They should be living just, in the same city. Why don't you send everyone pictures of this palace we have here? This apartment. This apartment. That's that's <laughs> no what I'm gonna do. Yeah. What? Do, what? Do, and what do you? Well, I have a last question. What do you think of the? Uh, what turns down with the place? Well, <laughs> they, I don't know if they've seen pictures yet, have they? They haven't. But what, I think that what you're talking about, though, I think that the world is smaller than... The more you travel, you realize... That's right. They fly back Most anytime. of my family, like my grandparents, they're the most open-minded people yeah. I've ever met. Then I didn't... I told my dad after we... Uh, I think after we decided to move to America, maybe a year before we... Uh, you moved in here last year. Yeah. So two years ago, I told my dad we're gonna come here. We decided to uh, live in America. My dad was a little bit okay, but you know, like what you're gonna do? A little bit worried about um, his little girl. Um, but my grandparents, they were very open-minded. My <laughs> my grandfather, only one question. Each of them had only one question for me. My grandpa was like, okay. Uh, so you're gonna find a job there? Yeah, I said yeah. I'm gonna you know do something and build a career. And my grandpa was like, okay, you know you're young. You should go take new challenges. And my grandma asked me, are you gonna be having social insurance? <laughs> like, social insurance. Like, you know, are you gonna be having medical insurance and oh. all that kind of thing? I said yeah. If I <laughs> if I find I find a job and then then I'll you know, have it. Right. Yeah, and because your, your, your grandparents, because so, I know the story, they started, just to close it out, because you're getting a little long, but they started a really successful company. Yes. And then... They traveled. They've taken all these risks in their lives. They opened a company in the early 80s, I believe, right? Or 70s even? Yeah. Like in aromatics, this company that makes like smells and scents. And they took this crazy risk to open the business. They built it up to this huge success And then they've come out on the other side and had a great life. Yeah. And so then to them, taking these risks, going around the world, it's not... Right. There's no scary. No, it's not that scary. It's not scary. It's, it's, not, it's an opportunity, yeah. right? Yeah. Very But cool. to other uh, families on mine, they've, uh, most of them never traveled this far. Right. And then so they would think it's, it's like a really far yeah. for me to... Because whenever I... Because a lot of people ask me, like, are you going to come back? Mm. So you, you're leaving next week. Are you going to come back? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come back, you know, yeah. to visit you guys whenever I have a chance. The plane it's works just a, both ways. Yeah, yeah it's just visit. like only 14 hours away, Yeah, you know? Um, Here's FaceTime. FaceTime. We have WeChat. <laughs> Shout we? out WeChat. Shout out to WeChat. We got it all. All right. So great. Well, you know, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. And go show Turner how to work the dishwasher. Okay, we're yeah. going to get to the news. But before we do that, do you have anything to promote? <laughs> <laughs> cooking oh, classes. cooking classes. I've been doing uh, uh, Chinese cooking classes in China. Uh, most of my uh, clients are uh, expats in but, China. But you're still doing them? I will. Still I just got here oh. four years ago. <laughs> just What kind got, of cooking? Uh, Chinese, like... Uh, Yeah, with the easy-to-follow recipes. Um, most of them are my family recipes. General Chow's? No, <laughs> not that. Not American, traditional American oh. Chinese food. Authentic, 100% wow. authentic, healthy Chinese food. Healthy. So you, sometimes you do vegetarian Honestly, classes. We vegetarian this classes. In, this could be a new trend in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Real Chinese yeah. food. Yeah. yeah and it. I've had it. It's, it's amazing. It's like, it's stuff that you've probably never even had as Chinese food. And it's not like crazy bones and stuff. Right. It's like these meatballs that are really good. To me, like herbs. food is universal. If it's a good food, no matter where you're from, you'll like it. And what kind of so meat? So if you, you... what like do you, All kinds you, of food. Can I can, you give me some pork-free recipes? Yeah. yeah, you do vegetarian. She does vegetarian. I do vegetarian. Dog free too, right? No. <laughs> yeah, dog free. Yeah. Although pancakes Mo really get on my case lately. Yeah, she destroyed my shoes. They puked in the fruit. I might bring. Her We over. can actually <laughs> use a lot of vegetables to cook tons of vegetarian dishes in China. We eat oh. a lot of vegetables. All right. And uh, yeah, so um, if so you want to have a party 
for like six or eight people at home, I can come and teach you. Should they, how should they get in touch with you? Email? Should they email you? Yeah, they can email me yy.yeye at gmail.com. yy.yeye at gmail.com. Yes. All right. All right. Let's get to the news. Let's get to it. First news story of the week comes to us from Texas. Very nice family in Texas. Home of all the best news. Home of all the best news. Community buys Texas man a car after finding him walking three miles to and from work in 90-degree heat. Justin Corva, a 20-year-old employee of Taco Casa in Rockwell, Texas, was a recipient of $5,500 when his community crowdsourced a donation drive for him. So first of all, do they have crowdsourcing in China? What is crowdsourcing? Okay, crowdsourcing. <laughs> do you know like GoFundMe? Uh, yeah. Like you, use, for example, like maybe like you start a page or something. Yeah, and you like, ask hey. people. But if yeah, I think we do. But usually, like a government or like the uh, news stations or like a community, uh, they would start doing that for someone it's government run crowdsourcing usually it's government run if you're running personally it's kind of illegal i I don't think no crowdsourcing is it's essentially like either a getting the people to pay for stuff that the government's not paying for or b getting people to pay for stuff that like you can't get investors for or you just like fund their dream yeah you're like hey i need money to go hiking next tuesday what's either dream or a really sad story yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in China, usually sad story. Like yeah. uh, your kids are having leukemia. Yeah, well, they're they dying. So that's fi- I'm fine with those ones. I'm not against those because I feel like the way we do it is one thing. But then the other thing is like it's one thing to do it for a really sad story or to raise money for some business. But this is they got this guy a car. Is this really sad enough story? Did you when you like what? Did, they got the yeah the town saw he this guy had to work three miles walk what three is miles to work. He. Should be lucky to have a job. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why? I mean, like, there are a lot of people who don't have jobs. I mean, I know someone, uh, they used to live in villages. They had to go to town for school when they were a teenager. They walk two hours one way to school. Up and down the hill. Yeah. (laughs) If that lady is listening, she knows what I'm talking about. I'm telling the truth. Shout out. Shout out. Um, so, yeah, she told me, like, she had to walk two hours to her school in the morning. And then because the school doesn't have a cafeteria or, or a canteen, so she had to walk back for lunch for two hours. Two hours? And then after, like ap- yeah, after lunch, she walks. Maybe I'm wrong. Sorry. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe no. one hour one way. But I'm pretty no. sure it's one or two hours. That's the whole point Dude, of this podcast. You yeah. just go with whatever you're you first think. think that maybe she was hint, hint, asking you to start a GoFundMe for her? Like, maybe she wanted to go for me. Did anyone buy her a car? No, no one bought her bought her a car, and she was oh, not. People. She didn't. Oh, she didn't face. think she was. Uh, you know, I don't know. Underprivileged. No, she was. It was just uh, she took it for granted. She's like but everyone was doing it in this her town, a in a village. This brings up a good point that Kaplan just said. I've always had this theory that Chinese, like our the current age Chinese people are the same generation as our grandparents. Right. Because they all have to walk uphill <laughs> to... Uphill, yeah, the snow. Not this the snow. generation, I would say. No, but I'm saying in terms of like the hearts... Yeah, maybe the people yeah, 10 yeah. years ago. 10 years ago, you, yeah. The uh, Generation X. Gener- oh, those, those yeah. are Chinese millennials are coming next. <laughs> but can we start a GoFundMe for me to get a special car to go to school and back because it's 1.7 miles then, oh you know. to take teddy to school yeah yeah you know, that's a good that idea be there that's a good idea go, go go to our uh lost in america yeah. pod on facebook I mean, I have a car but just I start donating spot. money i need money for a parking spot and there you go for a parking <laughs> spot in new york all right next story this comes to us from the shanghaiest oh boy one of our favorite oh, highest highbrow stories wishing for a safe flight out of pudong international airport in shanghai on tuesday afternoon one elderly woman tried to throw some coins into her plane's engine, 
resulting in just the latest bizarre flight delay at a Chinese airport. So, do you understand the story? Where was she throwing them from? Inside to the, the engine, out, outside of the but plane. But how was she outside the plane? Sometimes you can board on the tarmac yeah. in Shanghai, oh, like uh, a president. You took a you took a bus <laughs> from the terminal. <laughs> yeah, you take a bus from the terminal, okay. and then they'll take you to. It's funny, the plane. only like the, but it's the worst airlines. Airline that do companies. It. Yeah. So it's like either if you're really poor or you're really rich. The you one that to, your friend makes announcements for. Yeah, exactly. It, it, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For hunters, usually uh, like Spring Airlines, Spring Airlines, China Air, <laughs> not not China Easter, and uh, uh, Shanghai. Uh, airline companies, those ones I had a bad experience with. So, so. yeah, so this lady decides that when she gets there, because you know how you can throw coins into a wishing well right. to get a good good luck? She thought she would do the same thing, but throwing coins into the engine of the airplane. Yeah. They're like, like that part. That seems like when you've taken superstition to levels of like just really turn your brain off. Oh, superstition. Superstition, because she was a Buddhism. Old Chinese lady. That's she like the height a, of world superstition. Yeah, yeah she was. You throw coins, but. if you go to like... Well, if you you go to China, you see a pond, you see a well, there must be coins in it. And then so we saw well, we a lot of... we have that here, but not airplanes. Yeah, but I don't know. She was like really into Buddhism, <laughs> I guess. She I gotta... took Buddhism into another level, to another <laughs> level. So yeah, I heard the story. It went, went viral. But have you heard another story? An accident? Oh, doing her own news. Ha- <laughs> happened before that. It was related to um, uh, that airline companies um, to a, a lady. Because you know that before you take off, they're gonna do announcement. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, you watch out. You shouldn't do this. The emergency exit. Exit. Oh, blah 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 blah. Yep. And then they specifically told everyone you should not touch anything on the like the emergency gate. Okay, on the emergency. And she yeah. touched it. She's like she she did. She she pulled the uh, emergency slide while the, the plane was about to take off. Yes, while the plane was about to take off, so everyone had to get off the plane. You can't. I didn't even know you could open the slide. Let the people slide you can't. Off? You can't. That would be no. At least get a slide out of <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You said it cost twenty thousand dollars. At least twenty thousand dollars to fix just the slide, and then usually if they have to check, they have to go to the. Um, Is that a Buddhist thing too? No, it wasn't. <laughs> she had like we figured like she had like a OCD. Oh, like, you know, if people <laughs> tell you not to do it, you, they just, like, have to do, do it. it. I thought that only was, like, if the plane was crashing. OCD. First of all, that's very American. She should come to America. Everyone here now has OCD. Because, <laughs> like, after that, she said she was, she was really, really curious. What would happen if I do that? What well, would happen? Now we know. Listeners. So she just wanted to find out. Yeah. I get that. Curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. And yeah. that's all, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Lost in America. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Welcome to America, Thank baby. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having on. me. Hopefully, you'll, you'll uh, get some more observations. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> get some more observations. I'll we'll let see. you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That is all. Happy 4th of July. Happy birthday, Uncle Sam. Yeah. What should we do, Cap? I'm going to go get lost. Get and lost. Enjoy the fireworks. And I was glad to hear from you because I was all alone. <laughs> it's snowing, it's snowing. God, I hate this weather. Now I walk through blizzards just to get us back together. We met in the springtime at a rock and roll show. It was on the Bowery when it was time to go.
soon, so why don't you come to stay? Pack my stuff, it's on the bus, I can't believe it's true. 